Hey, Life Group leaders and hosts, we are jumping into week nine and our study in Galatians. We've returned to Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. Our icebreaker question for this week is, what one piece of advice would you give your younger self? This icebreaker is meant to be a fun moment of reflection and consideration of our spiritual journeys. Hopefully you'll learn a little bit about each group member as they recount the things they wish they knew when they were younger. All right, so after your icebreaker, go ahead and take some time to pray and then read the passage and jump into your questions. So you always have the option to ask question one, what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon. It could lead you to talking about any number of things, including the questions that follow. So feel free, uh, be sure um, to manage your time and discussion accordingly. All right, question two, what purpose is there in meditating on this passage and the works of the flesh? This question is meant to direct your group to the reason we think about sin and its effects on the individual and the church. Pastor Nate began his sermon by appealing to the love that we have for God, for one another, and for ourselves. Because of the love we have for God, we want to make good choices and take action steps that honor him. Because we love his church, we want to be conscious of sin and its plan and plan for its demise. Because we have a love for ourselves, we should not engage in sin that will hurt us, but embrace God's plan for our lives. When we have this motivation of love rather than judgment, for example, we read this passage with compassion and a desire to be sanctified in Christ. Question three. In what ways do the sexual, spiritual, societal, and substance misalignments in this passage hurt the individual and the church? How can God use an authentic church community to stop the damage to each one? So the goal of this question is for us to verbalize the objective truths about how sin damages the individual and the church. We also want to recognize the role that the church community plays in God's healing of his people. The four different misalignments that Pastor Nate identified in the passage are serious offenses for the church to respond to. When believers engage in these practices, they are doing damage to themselves and to the church as a whole. These implications are important for us to consider, heeding the warning that Paul and Christ offer to us in this passage. Additionally, it's important that we understand how living in a Christian community helps us take steps towards proper alignment with God and His Word. Living in isolation, however, affords us the opportunity to hide from accountability and the opportunity for true healing. In short, a powerful way that God exhorts and encourages us is through the biblical Christian community. Question 4. What exhortations are helpful to you when considering how God may want to realign your heart toward His? The purpose of this question is to help group members combat the damage of sin with the power of truth. Pastor Nate gave us plenty of applications and ways that we can combat the effects of misalignment. With each category, he offered exhortation for us to consider as we go to battle against our flesh and the schemes of the devil. For example, with sexual misalignment, we were encouraged not to struggle alone, but to be alert and receive grace from God for a fresh start. With spiritual misalignment, we were told to identify the lies we believe when we engage in versions of idolatry or sorcery. Societal misalignment requires us to examine the inner attitudes of our hearts and encourage, sorry, and engage in God's rescue plan for us. For substance misalignment, we must keep our guard up and encourage one another toward sobriety and moderation. As your group discusses these exhortations, they will also likely enter into a time of confession. Be sure to create a space filled with compassion and do your best to meet each member where they're at with each of these things. 
Don't feel the pressure to solve all the problems in one night, but absolutely lean into the opportunity to pray for them and follow up afterwards as well. Simultaneously, should God provide the opportunity for you to address the sin issue on the spot, do so with the leadership of the Holy Spirit in response to the group member's request for help. Question five, how is God leading you to ask for support or accountability as you seek to align yourself with God's heart and his word? The goal is for your group to seek the Lord and confess any areas that you may need support or accountability in. If your group members didn't make any confessions with question four, they will certainly have opportunity to do so in question five. Please note that it is not required for all group members to participate in every question. You are encouraged to use the leading of the Holy Spirit to encourage participation with this question. It may also be a great time to divide into guys and girls groups or to break up into groups of two or three. Uh, of the same gender. If confessing these things out loud is too much, you can also give group members a chance to respond individually by writing their answers down on paper. However you decide to approach this question, be sensitive to the dynamic of your group, setting the stage for people to take steps of faith and grow in the ways that God is calling them to. Don't simply assume that someone is or isn't ready for a particular next step, but be sensitive to the spirit and encourage your group members. This could really be a powerful time for the Holy Spirit to move. Remind your group that it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us and equips us to follow his word. Be prepared with your own answer you can share to get things started. Be sure to pray for these things in your prayer time. If you'd like to go deeper, the next question would allow you to do that. So our going deeper question is, how could God be leading you to graciously offer support within your life group? The purpose of this question is to highlight the opportunities we have not only to receive support, but also to offer it to one another. You may be able to see this playing out in your group discussion, so the question may not be necessary in and of itself. If it could be helpful to your group to encourage certain members to grow in their ability to support others, then go for it. All right, our prayer application for this week is this. Simply pray for everyone in your group to embrace the fullness of gospel rescue for which Christ died and rose again. Go ahead and take time in your prayer time, or like we said, maybe in the small groups, um, guys with guys and girls to pray for this, for the freedom and the gospel rescue that Christ wants us to experience because he died and rose again for it. It's for freedom that he set us free. So let us embrace it together. Our leadership notes for this week are about commitment. Psalm 133.1 says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. This is what we hope to see in life groups, the choice to return to one another weekly with intention and compassion. It's honoring to the Lord. As a leader, as much as you are able, it is important that you model this commitment yourself. It's also important to both honor those who regularly attend and pursue those who are absent weekly. For those that are committed, maybe you see an opportunity to encourage them individually, praising them for the commitment they've made to the group and the Lord in this season. Alternatively, if someone is missing, it will be meaningful to follow up with them after the meeting. If someone is missing and no one notices, it can be discouraging for that person. But if we reach out to let those who were absent know they were missed, it can be an awesome moment to bless and connect with those members outside of the meeting. As necessary, it could be helpful to remind members of their commitment to the covenant if you're noticing the commitment is lacking. There are productive ways to do this and unproductive ways, so please think carefully and be led by the Spirit as you lead your group in this way.
Our prayer for your groups this week is that God would show your group both the value and blessing of your commitment to one another in life groups. All right, let's close out with our leader and host announcements. If you have not already done so, please, please, please submit your mid-quarter review form. This helps us gauge how your group is doing and how the life group ministry across the board is getting along. So if you have not checked in with your coach already um, and you missed the mid-quarter check-in, please do that as soon as possible. Thank you so much. Um, If you haven't done your roster review, again, I mean, our leadership notes alluded to it, this idea of commitment and just follow up. So please um, go ahead and do that. Review your roster. See if there's any members that have missed more than two or three meetings um, and definitely be in touch with them. Um, Reach out, see if there's a way you can support them in the season. If you have members that have added to or dropped out of your group, also take a moment to this week to update your roster in that way. And finally, um, there's service opportunities for life groups on a regular basis with agape nights, serving on Sundays, um, connecting with our outreach organizations. And I just encourage you as leaders to continue to um, consider what that looks like for your group. Um, So that's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for all that you do. We're so grateful for how God's using you in the lives of our, um, the people in our church. So keep up the great work and we'll see you soon.